The following message is from Life Source Christian Church MP3 Audio Lounge. More information about Life Source is available at lifesource.org.au. Now, this is the beautiful thing about Christianity is just this knowledge that God does life with us, not apart from us. I think we just got to get it into our spirit that Christianity is much, much more than a free pass to heaven. It's much more than just your sins forgiven and, you know, uh, just you, you've got this assurance that you're going to get to heaven. Yes, it is that. Please, don't want to minimize that. But it's much, much more. And, and I think a lot of people, they're so focused upon the pie in the sky when you die. They don't get the meat on the plate while you wait. And, uh, and that's the meat on the plate is what God wants to give you now. It's the, the blessing of relationship now. It's God's presence with you now. And the abundant life now, the best life now. God wants you to live your best life now. And so you hear people, yeah, 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 when I'm old, I'll think about Christianity, you know, I'm not ready to die yet, you know, I've got a lot of living to do, (laughs) you know, that sort of thought. And it's like, why wouldn't you, with God, live your best life now? Why would you choose a second-rate life? You're saying, what? It's a second? Absolutely. Let me tell you emphatically, if you're going to live your life without God, it will never be the best life. The best life is live with God. And it's an adventure. It's a great adventure. Matter of fact, that's what I'm calling this message. It's the great adventure. And, and in this great adventure, guess what? There's a treasure. Not only is there a treasure, there's a treasure map. And not only is there a treasure map, there's a guide to the treasure. And you say, what? Yeah, I'm going to talk to you about the treasure. But how many of you know where the treasure map is? It's right here in the Bible. And how many of you know who the guide is? It's the Holy Spirit. He wants to guide you to the great treasure. And so this morning, I want to talk to you about God's treasure and the great adventure. If you have your Bibles, open up to Matthew 13, verse 44. And it talks about the great treasure. This is what it says. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure. Everybody say treasure. Hidden in a field which a man found and hid. And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. So the Bible says that the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, is like finding treasure. Can I tell you that the world offers you treasure, but it's very temporal. It promises so much and delivers so little. I mean, there's this constant, if only you get this, you will be happy. And it's the pursuit of happiness. And it's like, man, I can still remember growing up. It was like, when I get my first car, I'll be totally satisfied with life. I won't ever need anything else. Won't ever get anything else. And uh, got my first car, a little Ford Cortina, a 1969 model Ford Cortina. And then, then it was, no, I've got to get a motorbike. A motorbike. When I get a motorbike, I had to wait till I was 50 years of age 
to get my motorbike. And the only reason I got it was because my son Daniel got his first. I was never allowed to get a motorbike. Can you believe this? I'm a grown man, never allowed to get a motorbike. Then my son gets a motorbike. And so I got so frustrated, I went to Anne and I went like this. If, if Daniel can have a motorbike, why can't I? And she says, oh, come on, then go get yourself a motorbike. And now it just sits in the garage and polish it up and it's fine and you know can I just say that everything that this world has to offer gives you a buzz for a season and then it loses its buzz and that's and then you're looking for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing but you know what the treasure that God gives you stuff like love and peace and joy and a and a deep sense of his presence and do you know what that's stuff money can't buy you think about the people that have got all the money in the world, but they can't sleep at night because they're stressed out. So, you know, and so they're on tablets, they're on pills, they're on booze. Man, they've got more money they can poke a stick at, but there's no deep peace. And then what we find is that some people, they mightn't have much, but what they've got is a treasure on the inside, and they're totally satisfied. Come on. God is the one who gives a treasure that the world cannot offer. He gives a peace that the world cannot give. And Jesus actually said that about his peace. He says, I give you a peace that the world cannot give. And it's what, you know what's really funny is that the world is in constant search of peace. I mean, talk to any beauty pageant contestant. What do you want? And the answer is... But you know what? The reason that, that every beauty pageant contestant says that's what they want is because they never get it. Because they never get it, that's what they always want. And yet Jesus says, I give it to you. And it's a piece that the world cannot give because it's not on the outside, it's on the inside. What a treasure that is. And so he's, he's more treasure that God gets to offer you. Okay, I love this. He, he wants to give you the treasure of your past being resolved. How many, of you, how many of you got stuff in the past that you're ashamed of? How many of you got stuff that you just don't want to go there because as soon as you go there, it's embarrassing? Oh, man, I tell you, everybody, everybody has stuff in their past that they need resolving. And so this is the beauty of God's treasure. He takes away your guilt and your shame. That's what Jesus does. He resolves your past. But not only that, he's there for your present. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. There is no situation that ever happens to you that God abandons himself from, but he's there in your present. So if that's not a treasure, what is that God of the universe promises to be with you in every situation? And not only that, it doesn't stop there. He gives you hope for the future. So your past, your present, your future. And they're all, they're, he gives you gifts for all of those. The gift of resolving your past. The gift of being with you in your present. The gift of hope for the future. That's treasure, my friends. And that's the treasure that God gives. But what he requires of us is an exchange. So here it is. That... What the guy did when he found the treasure in the field, he said, man, the field doesn't belong to me. I need 
to exchange something. And so what he does, he does his maths. I love this. How many of you like maths? Some of you, three of you like maths. Okay, so this is, this is the way he did his maths, okay? He worked out all that he owned, and it came to X. And then he worked out the value of the treasure. And the value of the treasure was much, 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 much more than what he owned. And so this was the deal. He was happy to exchange what he had to get the treasure. How awesome is that? And so the Bible talks about exchange all the time. And, and God says, let me do a deal for you. But the deal requires for you to come up with some stuff to give to him. So I call this the deal of the millennium, the deal of eternity. Because here it is, what God wants from me and what he's willing to give me back. It's like someone's getting ripped off here and it's not me. So, so get, get hold of this verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. And this is what it says. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. You know what this means? He's the exchange. Okay, talk about a great exchange rate. You give God all of your sin. What's every filth, every guilt, every shame, everything that you're embarrassed about, everything that you've done wrong, everything that you're ashamed of, get hold of all that, put it in a package and say, okay, I've come for the great exchange. I give you all of my filth and God says, I'll take it and I'll exchange it for all of my righteousness. Are you kidding me? That's the great exchange? As if you wouldn't be lining up for that for eternity. How awesome is that? I give you my filth and you give me your righteousness. That's the great exchange. But it doesn't stop there. There's more. And it's not steak knives either. What's the more? The more is that God says, come on. You can read this in Isaiah 61 verse 3. I love this. To console those who mourn in Zion. To give them beauty for ashes. Oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. They might be called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. That he might be glorified. So he says, he says, okay, why don't you give me your grief and I'll give you my beauty. How awesome is that? How many of you have suffered grief in your life? Of course you have. Anybody that's lost anything suffers grief. Especially if you've lost a loved one. Or, or lost a dream. Or maybe you've lost a marriage. Or maybe you get to a certain place in your life and you think, mate, it's probably too late to go back now. There is, seriously, so many of us carry so much grief. And here's God's offer to you. Let's do an exchange. Bring me all of your grief. Bring me all of your grief and I'll give you beauty for your grief. Here's another one. Here's another exchange. Come on. Bring your heaviness to me. How many of you know that life is full of burdens that make us heavy? And so we carry stuff. We carry stuff. You know, this is the thing, Rob and Brenda, you've been carrying a whole, a whole town. And day after day after day, you hear stories that break your heart. 
And, you know, seriously, the story of that poor father and daughter that were left with mum and the two siblings gone, I mean, that's a heartbreaking story. That broke the, that broke the heart of the whole nation. They were dealing with it. How many of you know that, that stories like that can weigh you down? And so he's God. He's, he's the treasure. He says, come on, bring me, bring me your heaviness. Bring me your heaviness, and I'll give you the garment of praise. And all of a sudden, God gives you a different thing. It's a garment that's much lighter than the heaviness that you're carrying. See, some of you, you're weighed down with heaviness. You're carrying stuff. Some of you have heard stories that have just broken your heart. And if, you, if you're a counsellor, you hear stuff. I tell you, in my early years of ministry, I'd sit there and I'd hear stories and I could just... I just couldn't even conceive that a human being would do that to another human being. It was like, that's just... That's just mind-blowing. I, I couldn't even imagine that that could ever happen in the worst hell. But it's happened to you. And, and so, so then I, 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 I would carry those burdens. I would carry the heaviness until I discovered that God says, come on, just bring it to me and I will lift that load off. And, and I found that God would then give me a garment of praise and I would be able to lift my eyes off the heaviness and turn it to him, and he would show me a whole new vista. And I'd, and I'd be able to focus on that. Can I just say, some of you, what you need to do is stop focusing on the heaviness and start turning your hearts to, to an attitude of gratitude. And can I just say, for use every morning, for some of you, you need to just stop focusing on the thing that causes you pain and start thanking God for anything that you can thank God for. And just start with, Lord, I thank you for this bed that I've slept in last night. I thank you for the sheets. I thank you for the roof over my head. I thank you that it's not raining on me. I thank you. Find something to praise God for. And just and that's the garment of praise. Just start thanking. Just be grateful. Just be grateful. If you've got someone in your life that loves you, be grateful for that person that loves you. If you've got a dog in your life, be grateful for that dog in your life or a cat or whatever pet that you have. Just be grateful. And anything that you, that you can just turn your gaze from, this is a treasure that God gives you, the garment of of praise and um, and then first peter chapter 5 verse 7 says come on cast your cares upon him and i love this because he cares for you so why don't you do the exchange with god have you got some cares that you're carrying yes i have well cast them on him because he can he'll carry your cares but, but 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 if i don't carry them what happens he'll carry them but, but, but I've got to worry about them. Why worry about it when God can worry about it? He's bigger than you are. And so at that point, both of you are worrying about it. Either he worries or you worries. And you know what? If you give it to him, he doesn't worry about it because he's already got the solution worked out for you. It's just that he lives in the future. You live in the present. He can already see the light at the end of the tunnel. You're still in the tunnel, but he can see. So he's not going to worry about it because the answer is on its way. Come on, everybody say, the answer is on its way. It's already been ordered. It's in the truck, the delivery truck. Just, so, just got lost coming to your place, but it'll find its way. It's got the GPS on, and there's a big notice from God saying, you've gone to the wrong house. Go to the right house. It's coming to your way. Okay, 
So let, let, the third thing I want to talk to you about is the plan, God's plan for your life. So there's three things in God's plan. And this is the treasure, that God's got a plan for you, that God's got a plan for you, and it's the plan for the best life. And so he's God's number one plan for you to make you children of God. Wow. To make you a child of God. In Romans chapter 8, verse 16 to 17, it talks about spirit and self-based witness with our spirit that we are children of God. This is God's plan for you to make you a child of God. What does that mean? It means you get to be part of the royal family. You say, are you kidding me? The royal family, me? Yeah, so stop groveling in the dust of this world and start to rise up. Walk like nobility. God has destined for you to rule and reign with Christ. And so he wants you to carry the dominion of royalty. And what's the dominion of royalty? Because he's a good king. He wants us to be good princes and princesses that reflect his character and his nature. See, we, we, we don't belong to a bad king. We belong to the great king of the universe who's generous and kind and loving and gracious. And so consequently, for us to reflect our father, we need to be kind and loving and gracious. And so here's, here's the thing. When you begin to realize this, you begin to realize... That your father owns the cattle on a thousand hills, the silver and the gold is his. He's, he's got no lack of resources. And, and when you begin to realize, I'm on the king's business. I'm on dad's business. Hey, dad, guess what I ordered on your behalf? I ordered for, for this couple up in northern New South Wales. They needed a holiday. So I just promised them a holiday. It's, it's really funny. When Anne came home, she says, you know what? I promised this couple a holiday. And... Um, what, 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 what are we going to do? And I said, it's okay. We can go to the church. We'll supply a holiday. It's fine. Are you sure? Because she thought that she had to go to work and scrub floors <laughs> to get you a holiday. But you know what? She was willing to do that. And so um, anyway, but the fact is that she just went to the church and the resources, kaboom, it came. And it was like, that's royal business. See, this is royal business. As if God's going to let you scrub floors when you order something that he wants ordered. He'll bring it your way. But there's just something about reflecting the nature and character of God. Walking like king's kids. Who doesn't want that? Come on, some of you have listened to the lies of the enemy saying, You are worthless. You are nothing. You're just rubbish. And you believe that when God's plan is... You're a child of God. You're a child of a king. Rise up and be that warrior princess. Be that warrior prince. Rise up with your shoulders back, head high, knowing who your father is. See, that's God's plan for your life. That's God's plan for your life. Don't listen to the rubbish of the enemy. Don't listen to that. Do you know, when I was a kid, I was bullied as a kid. And so when you're bullied as a kid, you rise up with so many insecurities, so many, ins and, and still now, you want, you want to see me cry, show me a movie where a kid is bullied, and I'll bawl like a baby. Why? Because I can identify with that. 
But you know the beauty of it all is this. Now, Anne, don't tell my secrets, okay? <laughs> I, saw her, I saw her go across to Brenda and say, yeah, he's really like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Protect me, darling. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say. Just move on. I'm being spiritual here, okay? Hey, sweetheart, sweetheart, we're not having a domestic in church, okay? <laughs> Just focus, pay attention. Um, you're getting sidetracked here, okay? Point number two is he wants you to rule and reign in this world. This is what it says in 2 Timothy 2 verse 12. It says, if we endure, we shall reign with him. You've got to get hold of this, that God promises that as a king's kid, you will reign. And that, if, it's interesting to do a, a study of that word reign in the Greek. It means to become a co-regent with Christ. A co-regent with Christ. We're talking not scum of the earth and dirt and, and, and crawling around in the dust. But come on, lift up to a place of nobility where you reign. But here's the condition. What's the condition? You've got to endure. See, some of you, you run away from endurance rather than accepting endurance. And so, oh, I've got a problem. Run away, run away, run away. Rather than, I've got a problem. Bring it on. Come on, do your best. Because I'm being trained to reign with Christ. So what does the problem do? It actually makes you stronger. We've got to change our whole attitude to our challenges We've got to change our whole attitude to our problems. Do you know what? I've actually, no, actually, I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to go to my dictionary and scrub out the word problems. Because I don't have problems. What do I have? I have challenges and opportunities for growth. You say, what? How, how can you adopt it? How can you go to that? Well, I'm being trained to be noble. I'm being trained to rule and reign with Christ. Don't you know that we're going to judge angels one day? That's what Paul says to the Corinthians. Don't you know that you're, going to, that you're going to rule over angels one day? You're being trained. How are you being trained? You're being trained by the trials that you face. You know, I was just saying in the first service that, that on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays, I go to the gym. And so part of their goal for my life is for me to have guns. Can you believe that? Huh? Guns. And so, and so they're saying, come on. And they all know that I'm the pastor of this church. And they say, you know, we are, we're training you, John. We're, we're going to push you so that you can develop strength and muscle. And so you know what their goal is? Their goal is every session that I go, it becomes my personal best. So they're looking at actually increasing weights. And so they say, come on, John, you can do this. I know you can. What, are you a girl or something? No, they don't use that. Well, you can do this. And so, and so they teach me to breathe. And because my, my normal reaction is, <laughs> sort of, how many of you know? <laughs> that's, that's the breathing of a fearful person. But someone that's doing weights, it's... <laughs> Yeah, I am, aren't I? <laughs> but the way they make me stronger 
is to increase the weights. And so my natural mind says, no, don't. Run away. And they say, come on, John, you can do this. I'm already seeing the definitions <laughs> coming up on those guns. Huh? And all I'm seeing is what's here has got to transfer to here. <laughs> those stomach muscles. I've got to disappear, so the gun muscle. This is what the point that I'm making. And some of you are running away from the very thing that God has designed to make you stronger. You just need to change your attitude towards it. Those who endure, those who persist in tough times, those who go through the trials and come out at the other end, that's what that word endure means. Look it up in the Greek. Do a word study on it. It's just an amazingly powerful word. To hold on to faith in tough times is what endure means. And you're going to reign with him. How awesome is that? And number three, you, God's plan for your life is to make you a child of God, to rule and reign with Christ. And here it is, to follow him through life. Come on, just follow him. Follow him. He, this is, he's, he's the guide. Come on, life, life has got its lefts and its rights, its ups and its downs, its deviations, its detours. But if you follow Christ, you will live your best life. You will live your best life. In John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He who follows me, here it is, he who follows me, he who follows me, he who follows me, not follows the mandates of this world, not follows what the media says. God help us if you follow what the media says. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Follow Jesus. You'll have the light of life. Follow Jesus. You'll come into your best life. Follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. For some people, you know, they, they're at a place where they look at their life and they think, my life is a mess. Dan, you can come forward. My life is a mess. And I'm saying to you, it doesn't matter where your life is now. It doesn't have to stay that way. If you follow Jesus, you get to live your best life. See, it's not just eternal life that God wants to give you, but he also wants to give you abundant life. In John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus says, The thief has come only to rob, to kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Now, right now, abundant life, the best life. So if you're thinking that Christianity is all about eternity, Jesus is saying, no, it's about now. And that's what I want to do right now, is lead you through life. But God, my life is a mess. All the more reason to follow Jesus. I don't know which way to go. All the more reason to follow Jesus. Why? Because he is the light of life. He knows the way to go. He will lead you. But all you've got to do is have faith in him that he will lead you through. You know, I tell you, it's just such a beautiful thing to have faith. It's such a beautiful thing just to believe. And I'm inviting you today to start that journey of faith. I'm inviting you today to say, okay, God, if you will lead me, I will follow. And you know, all the journey of faith is just very simply just reaching out to Jesus and letting him come into your life because you know it's going to pull you out.
of the miry clay the Bible talks about, pull you out of the dust, pull you out of just the disappointment and grief and shame of life and clean you up, put you on a new setting and then lead you through life. Thanks for listening to this message from Life Source Christian Church MP3 Audio Lounge. We invite you to visit us online at lifesource.org.au to find out more about our church and to also access other free resources.